that smells. I'm very curious as to why we aren't starting this episode. Is it, is it recording right now? Yeah. Oh, well then, welcome to Them's the Facts, a podcast about <laughs> fun facts, lying to your friends, and uh, the dog liking smells. Oh, all smells. Indiscriminately. I, uh, I actually don't think there's anything that she smelled and like recoiled from ever, so that's a good point. The, all Just all in, smells. An indiscriminate smell connoisseur. An, old, an olfactory explorer. <laughs> I'm John. I'm Gabe. I'm Chris. Uh, and we're, we've been sitting here for about 30 <laughs> minutes talking about recording instead of doing it. Um, but like, that's fine, because we're doing it now. Um, just, just quick, quick, because this is a, it's become a recurring segment at this point. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, do you want the dog with a sword or the dog with a shield? Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> um, I think that the dog with the sword is... A cool idea, but it is also just a dog with a sword in its mouth, so I'm really conflicted. To which I say, of course I want a dog with a sword in its that's, mouth. That's the thing, is I do. And, and I'm conflicted. Can it drop the sword? I'm conflicted because the other one, it is the shield. That's mm-hmm. cooler, but the dog has a sword in its mouth. But can it drop the sword, and if not, how... How do we eat? I didn't know that was a hat. How do we it eat? wasn't. How do we eat? <laughs> the, the sword is his tongue. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's kind of like Farfetch'd or something. Like, Farfetch'd can drop his stick without dying, you know? Do you yeah. think people want that legendary in the real Pokemon world just so they can put marshmallows on his sword and have a Pokemon <laughs> roast marshmallows for them? <laughs> but they have to be. You know, Farfetch'd does that too. Oh there, my god. There have to be yes. like 10 or 20 Pokemon that we don't have the time to go down the list of that could effectively roast marshmallows just with their body. Oh, that's for sure. For I mean, sure there is. are multiple Pokemon that are plants or trees that have built-in twigs. I was going to say, there's also ones that are fire. Oh, this is true. Yeah, but, th- oh, oh, as <laughs> you in... You just like the... roast it over your magmar. Yeah, like, you gotta, you gotta figure out based on each Pokemon how far you have to keep the marshmallow from mm-hmm. the Pokemon so it doesn't, like... Well, I mean... They do have a Charmander doing a flambe in the night market scene in Detective Detective Pikachu. Pikachu. Yeah, using using its tail to light a flambe. It's wonderful. Holy shit. (laughs) That is perfect. That's because that's like exactly what you would do if you had a pet that could breathe fire. Exactly. When do we start our Pokemon podcast? I don't know. Honestly, (laughs) it's a podcast within a podcast at this point. Oh man. (laughs) I I am I already figured out that when those games came out come out, I'm going to use it as an excuse to do a themed fact and do my third Pokemon fact, because I think at that point it'll have been long enough since the last one. It's a good call. Yeah. So, everybody mail me money so I don't feel bad buying a Switch for this game. Thank you very much. actually. uh, I thought you had a Switch. Everybody. I don't have a Switch. My birthday is three days after. Oh yeah, that is actually true. If it just shows up in my mailbox. Which, by the way, happened last time with Pokemon 2. They always come out in November. November And it's around November. Skyrim came out on my birthday. Really? Yeah. I wonder if there's something about the first one. Does it like give November is November is right before Christmas. I was gonna say long enough to hype it up for Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Who's first this week? John. I believe it is me. Okay. This is a pretty simple and straightforward one. Because of its coagulant properties, blood is an acceptable substitute for eggs in baking. Ooh. Also, this is like my third or fourth blood fact. You know what? Blood's wild. What is shit's, wild? Shit's wild. Okay, so first of all, this is something that is true that I do know. Um, the the water in chickpea cans can do this too. Mm. 
So I feel like the threshold isn't very high. If I will the say, residue. I have not personally used like animal blood or something as substitute for an egg and cookies. What I have done is mixed flax, uh, ground flaxseed in water to do that because it kind of has a similar coagulant kind of thing. I'm just very. All right, let me tell you guys a story. Oh boy. I'm very distrusting currently where I'm at in my life right now, of things that are supposed to be substituted for egg or for cheese that are not those things. And it all stems from when I had my first ever pizza with vegan cheese on it. Oh, no. And it tore me up. Oh, no. Like you got sick? I just didn't feel good Well, afterwards. you see, I'm just, I'm just saying. You, but normal cheese is fine. You can have a chemical property of something, and it can have the same properties, and it could still potentially tear you up. I'm not saying what make chocolate chip cookies with a couple drops of blood instead of an egg. Right. I mean, I'm saying that you could. Yeah, it would, it would work okay. chemically. Like How the much cookie blood would still do bank, I have right? to use to replace an egg? And does it act like the egg white or the egg yolk or like just like an egg as a binding agent? It acts like an egg as a binding agent, but mm, I, I would assume more like the more like the white than the yolk. Okay, probably, because That's the, where I was the whites are really what you use for binding. So yeah. like, I mean, just think about it. the whites don't have a great history of binding things together. <laughs> wow, that was like that was really quick witted, even though it was pretty rough. <laughs> uh, I will say there are examples of this where it's not. I mean, when you think about blood sausage, the it's just blood plus rice in a sausage casing. So it's like, the reason it works is because the blood binds the rice together. Hmm. Chris, why did you eat a vegan pizza if you're not vegan? I was with Derek. Who uh, is vegan. Who is to, vegan. To clarify. Okay, that makes sense. Where do you get a vegan pizza? Never mind. Uh, Argosy. Oh, okay. Now we're done. Uh, yeah, now we're done. Um, I think that... I, okay, the thing is like... All that happens when you cook eggs is like a protein <clears throat> foldy thing, right? And like, there's fucking proteins in your goddamn blood, and like, generally proteins do tend to react funky to heat. So this is like, the problem is like, that's where, that's like, those are the only things I know about biology, like everything that I just said. So that's kind of where my knowledge ends. Bethany is Bethany, probably do you know the warming right now. Thanks. So. Okay. The fuck are my blood cells there for then? Yeah. That's more what I ask. Yeah. Um, um, that was Bethany's biology corner. Yeah. <laughs> no. But that a, makes me think it's yes. Well, it's just there's a thing too that like a lot of a lot of people who like keep cows like no matter tries to keep cows part of the reason they keep them alive is because they can bleed them to make blood sausage. Hmm. That's a real my dad fact. Ever did that? Did your dad keep cows? That's, that's my dad's whole origin story. I thought your dad's origin story is bees. No, that's his new chapter. <laughs> that's his new chapter. <laughs> he grew up on a beef farm. Or a beef... Oh, you said beef farm and I heard beef farm and I was yeah, like, wait, but you just said... Yeah, I heard beef farm as well. Okay, you said, you said beef no, he though? he grew up on a cow farm with beef and dairy cows. Oh, okay. Now he has transitioned to bees. He's not a farmer, like, as a job. Anymore. Right, his dad's like an engineer or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, um... I, I'm pretty firmly, like, in the yes camp right now, to be honest. And and the only concern that I would have is this would probably taste really, really bad. Can I scramble blood? Chris, you have blood. You could try it. I suppose, like... You I could take my eggs to the next level. I put you... the eggs in the pan, and the final finishing touch is I just take my chef's knife and just, like... Just a, just a little nick. Just like a nick. Oh, no, no. No. Oh, the whole palm. Like, oh, like a blood packed style. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, let me put it this way. I do not recommend that you try and scramble blood. The title but you of probably this could. is in which Chris makes a blood pact with his eggs. 
Um, I'm totally into that idea. I mean, eggs are good. I, Chris, do you have a do you have an opinion? I feel like, because I know I know you apparently hate vegan cheese, but I don't hate it. It tasted fine. You're afraid of it. My tummy don't like it. <laughs> are you okay? Your tummy don't like it. My tummy don't like it. I think this. I think it's much funnier that your tummy don't like it because it it is so indifferent to real dairy. Yeah. He just, he just don't understand why you can't have the real. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's actually. He's like, I want the real. I want the real cheese. Papa, Papa, <laughs> that Papa, feel- that- Papa, please bring me some of this this brie. Yeah, that feeling that you had of, of sickness, that wasn't punishment. That was a request oh. <laughs> for real cheese. Papa, this is not sustaining enough, can you, Papa. Can you make a brie pizza? Brie pizza. You absolutely could make a pizza. <laughs> pizza, thank you. I actually... <laughs> I, no, absolutely, you could make a brie. I would, ooh, what I would do is I would get, you know... I heard pizza is the title of the new Dragon Ball Z characters. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all, all of, olive oil base, extra virgin. Um, hit it with some caramelized onions and maybe some prosciutto. And uh, I can't that would eat absolutely that. be delicious. You can't eat that. God, yeah, you can't eat most cured meats now, can you? No. Because I, I don't think people of... cure chicken, really. I don't know if they're sick. Doesn't the podcast oh network God. have a Twitch channel? We should make this pizza and stream <laughs> <laughs> I want to eat this pizza now that y'all are hyping it up. This sounds fucking great. <laughs> Caramel, the caramelized onions sold me. Onions are just so good. Mm-hmm. I just, now you could also do it with like caramelized onions and asparagus or something. You can do a lot of asparagus lot pizza here. would be interesting. I've still never gotten over the okra pizza that Daniel did. I love okra. Okra's good. No, I like it. I had okra today. Yeah, you blanch some asparagus and throw it on top of the pizza. It'll be delicious. Huh. Okay. Hmm. I'm gonna go with. <clears throat> okay, just to be clear, the way it was worded is, you could use it. In the place of eggs and baking. Yeah. Meaning, I think like. Baking the, is what's throwing me off. Yeah. I feel like it would work cooking, but for some reason, baking's throwing me off. Really? And I'm trying to figure out why that is in my head. Well, I mean, because it's mostly just uses a binding agent in baking. So I think it's, it makes more sense. To, to be baking. honest, I think it's because when you bake, you're not watching it cook, so you don't really have as good of an idea of like. like it's in, not that. <laughs> what, what I mean is, like I think in, that's just in your me. head, you're imagining like the blood goes into the pan and it like sizzles and congeals like the. Like the scrambled eggs would, but you you don't really have an analogous image for the process when something bakes because you're not like sitting there like a fucking doofus staring with the oven light on like into the oven. I'll say yes. All right, this is true. Yes, dude. How did you find this out? Hope don't. Hopefully not by trying it. I think I think I just saw it somewhere on the internet, but uh-huh. like there was a source I I followed it. And Shit, it's real. No, this is absolutely true. Nailed it's, it. I I like this one because it's like something that like. There is no use case for this. What? Like, yeah, there, there is. There is no circumstance under which you think, like... I'm never out of blood. Well, <laughs> right. Hopefully. But, right, but okay, if, if you're sitting there thinking, hmm, it's a choice between not baking right now and just going to the store later or exsanguinating myself. Well, this <laughs> makes me think about that um, that cannibalism dinner that I sent to the group, to the group chat that one time. Do you remember that? There was like it was like an event going on in New York that this writer yes. that, this writer that I follow Arabelle Sicardi they were there and the entire thing was you provided them with like a vial of your blood and they made food for you that had your blood as one of the ingredients. Oh, I remember this because yeah, I remember us discussing. Metal. I'm so into it. I remember, it. I remember us discussing whether or not we would do it, and I said yes, but only because it's my own blood, and I think if it was somebody else's blood, it's just a hard. Absolutely, pass. absolutely. I think I would maybe, maybe, maybe try this. 
Yeah. I mean, the the only real concern, I think, would be, is the food actually going to be good? Like, is blood actually good in food? Well, it kind of tastes good. Like, yeah, it like when you... Me- it's, like, metallic, so it... Yeah. It, yeah, I don't know. Just, it's all right. If I think about it any time I bleed, and then I'm, like, yeah, sucking yeah. the blood, I'm always it's like, this kind of does taste kind of good. Next week on FX is what we do in the shadows. Yes. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I got one. Um, this one, so, I, I told you guys already that it was about sugary beverages, because we were talking about sweet tea before, but, uh, it is. Here you go. So, uh, so, um... Yet another flawless delivery. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, so, um, as, as, uh, anyone who listens to this podcast probably knows, we, the three of us live in wonderful, hot, sweaty Atlanta, Georgia, home of Coca-Cola, uh, and Coca-Cola is, I mean, famous for, like, being a beverage that people like and used, used to have cocaine in it mm-hmm. also. Yes. That's, like, the two things people know about it. And as a, as a given fact, that thing is real. Like, I'm pretty sure, sh- as far oh, as I'm aware, the cocaine thing used to be. But yeah, absolutely. here is the fact. The invention of Coca-Cola in that cocaine form, first of all, was done... Um, first of all, when it was originally invented, it was uh, co- cocaine and alcohol. Yeah. It was alcoholic at first. And the reason it was invented was that the guy who invented it wanted to, like, use it to wean himself off of his morphine addiction. That part I didn't know. I do know it was invented as a patent medicine. I do know that. Yeah. Because... Pretty much all soda was patent medicine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was it was a patent medicine, and but it was specifically it, it was, was to wean you off shit like morphine. It had morphine. brandy, right? Was it brandy? I, uh, it it some had kind, a shit ton of everything. It was probably just <laughs> ethanol. Oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Everclear, cocaine, mm. and bubbles, and, and cola nut extracts. Yeah, man, that is a weekend. <laughs> God, yeah. So that's. And, and yeah, apparently, it, I still have trouble believing the cocaine thing, but apparently that's, like, really definitely oh, real. Absolutely, 100%, yes. Or, like, the amount of stuff that had opium in it. No, you just gotta think day. about, if you just know anything about patent medicines at all, then yes, absolutely, it's real. Almost all patent medicines were just some hard drug. Yeah. I like that, like, nobody invented medicine that wasn't snake oil until, like, 1950. That's fucking wow. sweet how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Listen to Sawbones, game. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I'm, I'm also obviously fucking around. Like, Sawbones, aka, this also was an opioid. <laughs> God. All right, what are, we, what are we thinking here? What was, no, it's opium and pure mercury. Everything was one of those two things. God, that's yeah. so bad. That's terrible. Abe Lincoln was taking pure mercury, mercury while he was president. So pure mercury. Mercury. Pure mercury. I've always thought that mercury uh, should steal Plato's motto. Fun to play with, not to eat. <laughs> you ever watch videos of someone playing with mercury? Yeah. It's pretty I very much agree with Pretty me. cool. <laughs> it's got like that crazy surface tension shit going on. Oh my god. Okay. So So I know that there was alcohol in it. That is just But to a cure truth. your morphine addiction. Well that actually makes a lot of sense to me. Because opium and all of its derivatives were a real fucking problem back then. Define problem. Have you ever read Confessions of an English Opium Eater? It's like this seminal piece of Victorian... Opium so Eater? Yeah. Well, because, you know, they would take opium in pill form. That's a band name. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Opium Eater. That yeah. really is. That's like a, that's a stoner metal band name, I think. Oh, yeah, oh that's absolutely. Good. Confessions that's of an English Opium Eater by uh, Thomas De Quincey. De Quincey? I don't know. 
Um, he's an English dude, but he, uh, it was first published in 1821 in a London magazine. And basically, it's just talking about the experience of going and buying opium and taking it and how it had essentially overtaken his life completely. And by a problem, I mean people were legit addicted to it and losing their their entire life from their addictions to opium. And Man, opium... this has been going on for like hundreds of years. Oh, absolutely. Somebody needs to eradicate this fucking plant. Drugs be bad. Well, but if we eradicate that, where are my lemon poppy seed muffins going to come from? You can just have lemon muffins. But the poppy seeds game. Oh man, I the never poppy had... seeds. Yeah, because you're an addict. No. Wait, do you actually do you actually get lemon poppy seed muffins? That sounds pretty good. I've had them before. Yeah. I no at uh at the General Mirror over in uh, Emory Point they had a lemon poppy seed cheesecake. I could just get a blueberry muffin and Absolutely be much delicious. more satisfied. It or, is pretty ridiculous how good blueberry muffins are. <laughs> blueberry muffins are incredible, but yeah. I'm just saying lemon poppy seed works for me. Or just a now what I would be worried about would be buying like a poppy seed bagel at um. Emerald City. Have you seen how many poppy seeds are on those? (laughs) Accidentally get fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Are there that many on it? The bagel is covered in poppy seeds. Most of the poppy seed bagels I eat and they fall off. Nice. But, like, no, you know how most, like, bagels, you can see bagel underneath the toppings? You can't. Yeah, you can, can, but you just barely. No, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um... It makes sense to me that someone would make something to try and do something for themselves and then try to mass market it. <laughs> that does make sense. Well, no, I AKA. mean, knowing what I know about snake oil. AKA inventions. <laughs> I, I just, I do, I do like the idea that, that just this guy was like, I need to like get unaddicted from morphine, but like, I'm not going to ask anybody to help me. Like, this is a single, this is a solo mission. I also like that. They made it with alcohol. They stopped making it with alcohol. And it's like, third era, the invention of the rum and coke. Put it back in yourself. Because there was this era where alcohol was worse than drugs. So they had to take alcohol. What do you mean worse? Prohibition. Oh, uh, you know what? The temperance movement was probably already in a decent swing at that point, too. So I feel like recreational alcohol wasn't a thing so much at the time, but... Alcohol used in medicine still makes sense. Probably okay. I can give you the yeah. I can give you the year of the Coke invention. It was it was pre prohibition for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I don't remember precise. I think it was like eighteen fifty six. Okay, I, something like that. Pretty I, sure that's about when Coke was. I sh- roughly. I'm thinking. Of, oh, you know what? I'm thinking about the founding of the Coke. I also don't remember exactly. It is like like that. Something I'll like that. go with true. I think true. Okay, yeah, it is. Um, nice. this, this, that, so I literally, <laughs> I found this because I thought to myself, like, I didn't, I didn't have a fact in mind, and I was at home, and I thought to myself, what's the richest vein of facts there is? And I thought, it's things you're surprised are invented by accident. <laughs> and so I googled things that were invented by accident. I just assume everything was invented by accident. There, I did a deep dive looking for the one that I thought made the best fact. There were, um, I mean, most of them are just like, like, okay, the one that I almost did was the po- the post-it adhesive was invented because someone tried to invent a really good adhesive, but it was mm-hmm. even shittier than regular adhesive. <laughs> so shitty that it was removable. <laughs> I always like the one that was, uh, the guy who invented saccharin, which is like... Oh, that was ba- on there too, but I didn't yeah, really the basis skim that for alt- like, uh, uh, I was gonna say alternative sugar, but that is not a word. <laughs> Uh, sweeteners? Like, yeah, sweeteners. Was that he did something in Artificial a lab sweetener. and then licked his finger afterwards even though he was like in a lab and he was like, hmm, tastes mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the other one, I, the, like other ones on there were like 
uh, like LSD was just like the guy like fifty percent of this is just irresponsible chemists. Um, they they're you know mistake is the mother of invention. I guess yeah. that I barely pronounced any of those words. Well, we've had some facts. How about them's the ads? And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Steampunks, Steam a podcast about badass women in the history of steam. Steam? So like old trains and boats and stuff? No. Well, I mean, yes, but no. Steam stands for science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Oh, like how Ada Lovelace was the first computer programmer, like, ever? Exactly. Awesome. I want to learn more about Steampunks. And you will. And so will anybody who tunes in every other Wednesday on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Join me and Emily on Steampunks every other Wednesday on the Pocket Podcast Network. And keep flying, you beautiful, majestic, steam-powered horses. All right, cool. Chris is going to go my now. Turn. I've got a huge list of things I could choose from. Um, but I'm going to go with this one, because this one's calling my name right now. And it's real quick. It's only one sentence. <sighs> yes, those are the zingers. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Ready? Yeah, I mean, I had that earlier, so. Yeah. And it was good. 3% of all movies made in the year 1960 included a death by quicksand. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh man, what makes oh this so God. much more believable? What makes this so much more believable is that it's only three, which is like enough that it's like really like a full few percentage points, but it's like not like you know if you said twenty five percent, I would be like, nah. I'm just thinking about like adventure movies and that entire like genre, of like explorers in the jungle. And it's just like if you can't think of any other way to kill somebody, you just make them fall in quicksand. Mm. So. Obligatory John Mulaney. I thought quicksand was going to be a lot, more of a problem. Big, more yeah. of a problem in my life. <laughs> the th- the funny thing too is like, you know that um, do you know like what actually happens if you get stuck in quicksand? Because it is a real thing, and it's just that it's like um, I forget what it's called, but you know that like ooblex stuff that they make in kids' science classes, mm-hmm. where it's like the harder you hit it, the more it tenses up. It's like a non-Newtonian fluid. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just yeah. a naturally occurring one, and so the more you struggle, the the harder you're. The more resistance the quicksand puts up. Mm-hmm. Um, but this 1960 is an interesting uh, year here. I feel like the year does like totally affect my answer. Well, I mean, I think about at that time you still had the A and B movie structure going on in the theaters, where you still had like serials and cartoons and stuff. So like going to the movies was like. A whole night where you could jump in and out whenever you wanted yeah. to. Like it wasn't like really? t- TV hadn't completely become the dominant medium by the end. Yeah, of the my 50s. mom still talks about how it was like that. Yeah, absolutely. She was young enough that that was like a thing. Which is why it was a big deal when um, Albert Hitchcock released Psycho. That he was like, no, he made all the theaters like sign a contract, essentially saying no one is allowed to be admitted to this movie after it has started. So, and then he made sure that there were like separate lines going in and out of the theaters. Yeah. So, Nobody could talk about it with each other. My mom yeah. didn't take a shower for a week after Psycho came out. Oh my god, what? Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> well, it's That's... it's you see, it's wild because you think about it now. You look at you look at that scene now, and you're like, it 
reads kind of cheesy unless you know it does what unless you know like what that scene was at the time which is revolutionary like risque you've never risque no it had a toilet flushing in it oh, that was no that was a first you no one had ever shown a toilet flushing in the movies before there was like the trailer for it is just him walking around the hotel like Alfred Hitchcock walking around the hotel while the Alfred Hitchcock presents the music is playing in the background and saying horrifying things happen and then he stops by the toilet and he's like oh yes the restroom we won't talk about what happens here in this film and it's it's amazing like go back and watch that Man. trailer sometime if you you know what would have been want some entertainment you know what would have been a good fact for this what Alfred Hitchcock is the first person to videotape a toilet <laughs> I mean, probably not. But. I think the, oh, but you just think about the way that he was able to capture the blood on screen, too. Like, that, it, even in black and white, you could still tell that was blood washing down the drain. Yeah. Because you know? oh. it's viscous or whatever. Mm-hmm. Man. I think I oh, miss, so back to the fact. I think I misspoke when I said it. I meant the 1960s, not the year. Even 1960s. the 1960s. The decade, sorry. Okay. Yeah, I that just doesn't really change my thinking. I was rereading it. I realized no. I misspoke when I said it. So, yeah. um, I think this is true. So 3% of movies made in the 60s. The 3% figure makes it like, is like such, it's such a teetering edge. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think that like anything above maybe 10 or 15% would be a hard no. But I, oof. Again, it's not that they had quick cinemas that, Three percent of death. Died. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want like this, this is, to be true, so I'm gonna say. I that want it, it is. to be true. I feel like it's very hard to quantify. Like of all movies, that's like, I'm that is hard to take. Made in the U.S., but like, that's like, is it major studio films? Is it films that have wide release? As far as like, I know, it's like U.S. major films. In the U.S. 60s. major motion pictures. I, I'm about 50-50 on this, so I think I'm going to jump on the side of yes just to supplement my own belief that uh, until about 1980, only one thing could ever happen at a time. So, Have you guys ever seen or played the board game Quicksand? Which I do have. No. Not at my house here, but at my house in South Carolina. It was a fun board game. I should have brought it here, actually, because oh, no. no one plays board games. Is this like a modern no, it's board old. game or like a... It's an older Milton Bradley game, I think. Older Milton Bradley is always entertaining. Yeah. So it's like you mm-hmm. have you play as people and you have five pieces for your person. Mm-hmm. You have like a foot, a leg, a torso, a chest, and a headpiece. <laughs> and if you get in quicksand, the whole board is technically quicksand. So if you mess up, you like lose a piece pieces. And go oh so you go up and down, yeah. I like the idea of someone making a version of this game where you actually have a little puddle of quicksand. It's probably not that hard to... Do you think you can home-make quicksand? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Probably, You buy right? sand, you get water, boom. Is that You're it? I think it's a little more involved than that. You're in business. There's this... quicksand behind my house in South Carolina a few times. Did you accidentally step in it ever? Yeah, but it wasn't like bad quicksand. It was yeah. just like, oh, I shouldn't do this, and then you rip your foot out if you can. Yeah. If not, you start yelling. I think this is true. Or at least I think I want to say this is true, and I think it could be either. I want decide. it to be true. No, I'm going to say true. But because of the difficulty of quantifying something like this, I'm going to say false. So you say true. Sure. I'll, I'll you stick say false. Yeah. Yes. That's true. Motherfucker! Holy shit, are you yeah. I really was genuinely 50-50 and just decided to pick one. That's... It's wild that that happened, though. <laughs> I found it in a citation on the Wikipedia, Wikipedia article... 
about quicksand dangers. Oh my god. Wait a minute. And there was a citation that... Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> John looked up a video about how he'll make quicksand, didn't he? <laughs> Why? No, you don't need yellow food coloring. The quicksand doesn't have to be yellow. Apparently, this isn't actual quicksand. It's, I think he's making essentially oobleck. Because I see cornflower by Sainsbury's. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it turns out that more fluids behave this way than you think. Ketchup has some of these properties, apparently. <laughs> um, fucking, what's like a, there's some weird ones out there, but. But yeah, basically, it was in a citation about how in like the 60s, it was like around 3% of the movies just had like people worried about quicksand and then dying in quicksand. How? <laughs> Many, if you if this is part of whatever information, it doesn't say like how many. How many times like, people died in quicksand? It doesn't have a movie. it doesn't have a time. It just says like three percent. But there also is a whole section that's titled quicksand in eighties movies, and it says it's unclear why so many movies and television shows in the eighties also depicted quicksand as such an existential threat to humanity. <laughs> <laughs> there are no reported deaths from quicksand inhalation. It's crazy. There no, like no one in real life has ever died. In I mean, quicksand? maybe now, but like, there weren't reported ones in like. In Damn. The 80s or... I guess that's what they were saying. I don't know. Exactly. Well, someone's got to be the first. Anyone got any quicksand? I mean, quicksand is just not as dangerous as they say it is in the movies, or at least it's not as prevalently. I dangerous. will say probably the best example of this is uh, Blazing Saddles, where they're actually able to get out of the quicksand just fine. Yeah. Which such a good gag in that. Didn't they do quicksand in the new bad Indiana Jones? don't remember okay. because I blocked a lot of that movie that wasn't Shia LaBeouf's sword fighting Kate Blanchett on two moving jeeps out of my mind. That's When you oh, say I new Indiana that. Jones, how, how new is skull? the newest? Crystal I was going to say, is it yeah. still Crystal Skull? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's rumors of a new one. Yeah. We'll see. Crystal Skull 2, baby. Hopefully. Return of the Skull. The Crystal Heart. Crystal Butt Cheek. Uh, the opal no, no Indiana, No finger. new Indiana Jones without Shia LaBeouf. That's, that's my... In fact, he should just be Indiana Jones. Well, our, the argument is that Harrison Ford doesn't want people to make any Indiana Jones movies without him. Unless he, he like, officially passes the torch. Like, if he's in a movie where he really passes the torch, yeah. he'd probably be cool. With it. He's but old, as, just wait. Well, as he's put it, he says once he... he's No, he still doesn't want them to make them even after he dies, apparently. I didn't know that part. I thought no. he just cared about his life. That's just a dick move. Well, I don't think it is. I think if you are that character, then you have a right for that character to die with you. He was okay with the Han Solo thing because it was like... A younger thing, so yeah. he was cool with it. But Indiana Jones started young already. Mm-hmm. We don't like, need a younger it, indie movie. Basically. It makes sense for Indiana Jones to age more than it does Han Solo. Mm-hmm. You're saying? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's just like when they started, Han Solo was already like 30, 40 something. I'm just thinking. So, the last, the last Indiana Jones movie, I think it was set in the early '60s, late '50s, early '60s. Probably. I think the newest. So that would mean the newest Indiana Jones movie, if we're keeping up with just the normal passage of time would have to be set in at least the 70s more likely the 80s how would that even work i just don't think indiana jones as a character can exist outside of like the previous time period yeah i i mean i think that indiana jones like the gentleman academic archaeologist he's got to just be full crime guy by this time yeah (laughs) that is kind of true point i just don't think he can exist outside of that era Man, I never thought about that. What if the reason that we don't think people are doing Indiana Jones shit anymore is because they're real good and we don't know about it, though? What if they're just that fucking good? They're just sneaky Maybe just shit? all the good stuff's been found. 
Well, they, they I found mean, everything. Well, I mean, the closest inheritor to Indiana Jones is honestly the Uncharted series. That's true. But and again, I think it works really well. I think everything's just been found. Also, there isn't a real-world Indiana Jones because people aren't opening a ghost box that kills everyone. That's a sweet scene, though, where the ghost box is, melts everybody. melts the Nazis. It is yeah. sweet. I, like, I love watching Nazi faces melting. I was going to say, so obviously, like, there's an established sort of media canon of Nazis dying and all, but I think that in general for any sort of death, melting is, is quite the way to go, especially melting also, via ghost box. Melting via ghost box filled with ancient Jewish people. Yeah. Like, let's, let's not get over that. Considering- that is, I thought they were just angels. No, no, no. I'm not sure what they say was actually filled with the souls. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I thought it was just the, the, the angels implication of death. was that it was angels of death, but it was also it's also like j- j- a genuinely Jewish artifact. And consider yeah. Steven Spielberg is the guy who's writing this, a very Jewish man. Oh, it's, oh it's, shit! It's one hundred percent a Jewish revenge. His name fantasy. is Steven Spielberg. <laughs> it's um, it's one hundred percent a Jewish revenge fantasy, and that's it's pretty fucking good. fantastic, man. I mean, they even, like, roast a French collaborator, essentially. Like That's when, the only Indiana Jones movie I've ever seen, but maybe I'll just allow that to continue now. You should see, uh, you don't need to bother with Temple of Doom, but I would watch Raiders. Is, no, no, Raiders is the first. Is Temple of Doom I, the one that the Rolling Temple of Doom Boulder is the comes skin. from? Yeah, if Temple of Doom is time. The, But they're all on Netflix. Well, no, the Rolling Boulder is on, is in, is in Raiders as well. Yes. Because oh. the, the Boulder rolls out of the Temple at the beginning. But They're all on Netflix. You could watch the first yeah. three. Last Crusade. Watch Last Crusade for sure. I huh. I love Last Crusade. A lot of it for the Connery performance. Yeah. Honestly, Sean Con- and but I also like the uh, Indiana Jones origin, like at the beginning when he's on the Boy Scout trip in New Mexico. Yeah. It's very good. Man, why do Boy Scouts go to New Mexico so goddamn much? Because New Mexico's pretty. No, seriously, it's I just, just like, it's just like national park areas. Like you've got Monument true, Valley. Yeah. You've got. I think that's where the like. Everyone's favorite, the, the the famous Boy Scout camp is too. I forget the name of it's, it. It's I knew people that went there. The name is fucking ah shit. Anyway, I can um, I, I can remember it in like ten seconds. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, there there's is a specific. I know what you mean, but I, I can't remember the name either. But it's about time for a submitted fact. I was about to ask about that while he looked it up. Actually, so so you see, Philmont Scout Ranch, Philmont in Cimarron, New Mexico. Yes. Okay. Now that that's resolved, because I was curious. Yeah. Well, what's yeah. the submitted fact? While we've been doing this, we've gotten three more. Oh. But I'm gonna go with. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong about this, but June is Pride Month, right? It is Pride. Yeah. Month. All right, let's do something that makes sense for Pride Month because I have one. So let's do that. Yeah, hit me with this it. one. Is from Emily and Zach. This is what she and he have oh, sent us. Those are the hosts of Steampunk. Yeah, yeah. I was getting to that. Ah. Took my thunder. <laughs> and their fact is that Klingons are super chill trans allies. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I, I know the answer to uh, this. You know it? Okay. Because okay, I have on. seen Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Oh, is there actual canon around this? I was just going to sort of there give is. a wishful answer. So, um, so the Dax, cre- uh, so, so, uh, Jadzia Dax is a Trill, if I'm remembering this correctly. Trill, which is the name of a, a race in, in the Star, Star Trek, Trek universe. Yeah. And they're, they are a symbiont race is what they're called. So essentially they have like bodies like normal people, but they're also like these slugs that ha- contain consciousness that can pass from individual to individual. Yeah, so they're the animorph bad guys. Or the venom goo. Kind of. They're the zerks. They're yerks. Yerks, you're right, sorry. Um, but to, n- not exactly, because he because when the slug passes, it joins with the consciousness of the other one rather than subsuming it. So essentially, a they're, person has multiple a person has multiple personalities from their past. I'm going to correct you real quick as a guy who loves animorphs. The consciousness was still there. 
No, but they subsume it and control it. That's that's why they're called controls. But if you were extremely strong-willed, you could fight it. Well, yes, I know. Okay. I realize this. Man, y'all really read all the goddamn I didn't read all of them. I read them. I've read, like... I read all of them. I watched the TV series. Oh, my God. I just remember that one dude getting himself stuck as a bird. Yeah, Tobias. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Alright, so I guess you want to so there's actually a really good Okay, Animals so I guess this podcast. is true. You're saying you know this true, to be yeah. true. Yeah, that because, was gonna be my guess. Because there's a character named uh, Jadzia Dax who who holds the Dax symbiont who previously inhabited Curzon Dax. So he says, so a Klingon meets up with him and is like, Curzon, my old friend. But Jadzia's like, it's actually Jadzia now. He's like, oh, Jadzia, my old friend, just accepts it. So, yes, okay. Klingons are super chill trans allies. I'm okay. Is good. That's a good one. Oh, yeah, Star yeah. Trek. All right. That was a quick one, too. Well, now let's going. try and do a big one. So the, they, they put yes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this one is from Amanda. Oh, I hope it's the one that I want it to be. Yeah, I, it is the one I think you want it to be. <laughs> uh, she said, ostriches find humans incredibly sexy, and this causes problems for the breeders. And then the slight summary slash background says, ostrich breeders, breeders have to wear something similar to a beekeeper suit when working with ostriches. Because if ostriches see humans, they lose interest in the other ostriches and prefer the humans. Humans are apparently just the absolute ideal to ostriches. I mean, have you ever seen an ostrich? Okay, yeah. this is not rather about, a person. This is not about whether or not you and I are attracted to ostriches. <laughs> no, what I'm what I'm positing it's about is the opposite. No, I don't want to even get what, into that. What I'm positing is not that we would or should be, but that ostriches might not even be simply because of the way that they all look. What? Are you saying because of how they look, they can't be into me? They're, they're simply an ugly enough animal that perhaps they're not into each other. Oh. Uh, that's rude to ostriches. Actually, but... I think but, ostriches are fantastic. Have I don't disagree with that. Oh, yeah, they're that, cool as but fuck. But that is an interesting point. What if ostriches just don't find ostriches attractive? <laughs> also, don't they lay the largest egg? Yeah, an entirely yeah new, maybe maybe they just don't want to lay the egg. It gives an entirely new meaning Whoa. to heterosexual, though, because they, they just don't want to date something that looks like them. <laughs> <laughs> I will man if a, that ain't me this is a Carl anecdote right here um, my dad apparently he went on one of those like safaris that they have in like rural areas in Texas in like the 80s okay. and an ostrich an, he was a he was holding it was like a hayride through like animals essentially yeah, yeah, and yeah. you could like feed the animals from a cup that you had in your hands Dad kept his cup between his legs seated, so an ostrich did go for the jewels right there. Oh, God. Nice. Oof. Now, he could have been going for the food. Right. This ostrich was just deeply into my father. Oh, okay. Could be. Okay, topical. I believe this. I believe this, and um, I I think maybe you're right. They just don't want to lay the egg. <laughs> it's a big egg. It's a big, it's a big egg. It is the biggest egg, isn't it? But how big is the egg compared to... To, to the ostrich? Well, I was going to say the... The hole it comes out of? Yeah. Well, all eggs are bigger than the holes they come out of. That's just the truth. That's not true. Uh, absolutely. Human well, eggs. If, well... Am I wrong? B- av- I should have clarified avian eggs. Ah, okay. okay. That's fair. But if, I was still right. If something had a hole in its body even close to the size of an ostrich egg, that animal would not function? Well... Mouths can be that big. Yeah. A, a boil's blowhole. Yes. I thought it... Checkmate, you can... You is a whale's blowhole? I guess it is probably that big, huh? They're really big. Ostrich eggs are smaller than I thought they were. Really? I thought they like were... like five inches long. I thought they were about 30% bigger than in this picture we're looking at. I don't think you can describe an egg uh, in, the, in, the, in long. 
Put it this way. Okay, they are the five point nine inches long and five point one inches wide. Can you give me a unit list, please? So the the photo because audio medium, I want to I want to describe that the photo John is showing me is of, of an ostrich egg in somebody's palm, and they can't hold it in their palm, though there is a good bit of sort of spillover. It could be Kevin Durant holding that egg. That's why it looks so small. He has such big hands. That's a white guy's hand, though. Yeah. Oh. That's <laughs> it could be Gordon Hayward's hand. <laughs> Are you just mad at me because I asked for a unitless? <laughs> Ostrich eggs have only ever been photographed being held by basketball <laughs> players. <so laughs> everyone's so got the size new, new conspiracy theory. You're saying it's 5.9 by 5.9. By 5.1. Okay. Yeah. See, that makes sense to me because I can use context clues because I'm an adult. And I know that it's obviously inches and not I, feet. Do you think... Don't people eat ostrich egg? Yes. I, I think we're all in agreement this is probably true, right? I am going to go with true because I love it. I want ostriches to love me. <laughs> you want you want to be in a romantic relationship with an ostrich? No, I just want them to... Look, I'll take any affection I can get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the ostrich won't really be offended that it's like unrequited because it doesn't yeah, have much see, of a brain to it use. It doesn't know. Yeah, yeah it's so, perfect. All right, is this, is this shit real? I'm going to do the reveal. It says true. <laughs> Oh yes. my god. I've Wonderful. never heard of this. And I've always assumed that this was impossible because ostriches... Not ostriches, sorry. Like, I would assume that something about an animal's biology is such that, like, it really only ever has interest in, like, its own species and in reproducing. So it's kind of... This is fucking wild to me. This is... This goes against all of the very few things I know about animal reproduction. Do people... Wait. Did the, did the fact statement include the phrase ostrich breeders? I mean, yeah. it makes sense. No, no, like, they're captive breeding programs for, like, any animal. Are they... I thought captive breeding programs were mostly for, like, endangered animals, but for all I know, ostriches are fucking endangered. I don't know. They're, they're, they're not, but most most zoo animals do have some captive breeding. Yeah. And, you know, that's a lot of the purpose of the modern zoo is to make sure that if something were to even happen to the species, you've right. still got a backup, you like, know? I know, like, pandas, that's one of the things about, like, why, why, like, the pan, the zoos that are actually, like, good at taking care of the animals, like, it's kind of good because they'll, they're trying to un, they're trying to fucking take the damn things off the brink of extinction, basically. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I found an article that basically says this whole study they did where they found out that, like, when humans around, 70% of ostriches reliably hit on them, and, like, they interact with them the same way they would try and react with, like, attracting a mate. It's incredible. And in general, when humans are nearby, ostriches are more likely to start soliciting sex, in general. Wait, in general, though, then maybe it's useful because then... That's what they're saying. Yeah. It's useful if you can distract them from the fact that you are, like... If you, if you can get them to not hit on you... Right. Then they'll say, oh, Then they're man, more likely to hit on I guess I gotta hostage. settle for my own species. Right. Mm -hmm. If you want to send one in for, for this little segment... Uh, you can just go to our website at abolishunits.com. That actually will redirect you if you go there. Yeah. Chris bought the domain. That's yes. our website. <laughs> that is our website, abolishunits.com. Yeah. yeah. Chris would rather have abolishunits.com than $5 every month. Yes. Um, no, it's not that much. It was $20 for the year. I always forget how cheap domain is. If, are. if nobody wants them, they're cheap. And I only buy And only you no want that domain. <laughs> Why do you think it was so cheap for me to own unixmingle.com? That is E-U-N-U-C-H-S mingle.com. <laughs> Do you still have that? Yeah, of course I still have it. Just mm. I don't know what to do with it. I also own anuckusmingle.com because I misspelled it the first time. <laughs> and I think you own poopdon.com. Yeah, I own poopdon.com. Yes. I own a... Which, I feel like that one is in higher demand than the rest of them. Oh, I absolutely. own something to do with goat, but I can't remember what it is now. It was something Lucas said in the chat. Goat wash? Goat... 
It might have been Goat Wash. Yeah, I think it was Goat Wash. I think it was Goat Wash. I think he was saying greatest of all time wash, and I was like, no, it's Goat Wash. So what you use to wash your goats. Let's let's find out. And to clarify, if you wanna if you wanna submit a fact. Of those, only abolished units will actually redirect you, yeah. or you could just actually go to the Pocket Podcast Network website, which will regularly direct you. Because we are part of the Pocket Podcast Network. Oh, perfect yes. transition, Chris. What can I say? There's all kinds of shows on there. I think we mentioned, uh, did we mention before that there were two new shows? Steampunks and Sorted, yes. Right, yeah, I just wanted to make sure I mentioned it if the you last time. If you like the Pokemon talk on this show, then this week's episode of Sorted, or I guess the most recent episode of Sorted which would have been last week's by the time this one comes out, was sorting the characters in the Pokemon anime. So, Oh, in the original one? Yeah, in the, the original, original one. Yeah. Oh, I haven't man. listened to it yet, but Ash better have been a Hufflepuff or I will write He has to be. Ash is a Slytherin. Really? Oh. That's a pretty contrarian take, damn. If you think about it... No. I don't, I don't have a very good memory. Listen, you could just do what I did and use the podcast uh, use the podcast's Twitter to get. Yeah, in a fight I'll get with... in a fight. <laughs> I'll get in a fight with. I did, I did. I did use the home viewing Twitter to be like, "Hey, by the way, Thor's a Gryffindor." Just yeah, so yeah, bad know. take. Just bad so you take. know, you're not allowed to argue with their placements unless you're on the podcast. Uh, the podcast network. So only we're allowed to do this. Um, leave, be nice to them, please. We love them. They're very nice. Yeah. Um, they're yet another another like couple that's doing a show on the network. So like. How many are there now? Uh, let's see, I feel like Steampunks, they're together. Yeah. Um, sorted, Obviously. they're together. And Home There's... Viewing, which is, wow, perfect segue into saying another one. That's John and Bethany's movie podcast where they review like a lot of movies gradually. Yeah, we just did a John Wick last week. Um, and uh, I'm going to get Game Night up this week, which is a really fun comedy if you haven't watched it yet. I, I highly recommend it. that huh. you do. Oh, it's so funny. Um... And then this weekend, we're going to start the process of our most ambitious episode yet. All of the Harry Potter movies. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah, so so I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast or just when we were here to record it, wherein I suggested that on home viewing, they deal with the long Harry Potter series by just having a house party where there's a hot mic and just leaving the movies on the whole time. <laughs> and my understanding is that while that's not quite happening john has sort of morphed this into invite our friend over for a sort of house party where the harry potter movies play exactly so that <laughs> that sounds like it'll be a good time um also our uh, our theme music both intro and outro uh, never far by james hunter usa mm-hmm. uh they're playing a show in atlanta on the 21st yep of this month park the night before i am playing a show on the 22nd at the same venue so hell yeah yeah um, check yeah, check that out. Uh, every time we do this, I think we missed something. We didn't miss anything. No, we didn't miss We yes. did not miss anything. So until next time, I'm John. I'm Gabe. I'm Chris. Don't believe everything you hear. Yeah.